Hey, Coop. Yeah, Dylan? Do you remember love? Hi, everybody. Hello. Shalom. Happy Bastille Day if you're in France, because that's that's what our time website's telling us right now. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, would you look at that? Well, yeah. Tell me about holidays. Uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm Coop still. But, uh, Republic Day in Iraq, no less. There we go. It's it's Republic. Republic Bastille. That sounds like an anime. My new anime, Republic Bastille. Republic Bastille. Yeah, it's about it's about uh, it's like Code Geass, but better. <laughs> sure. Jeepin' <laughs> whoa. Um, so yeah, I'm Coop. That's Dylan. We talk about the Macross. Um, we're gonna talk about Do You Remember Love today? Because it's 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 a good movie. Um, but before that, let's let's do some chatting, some talking. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Good. Good. I've been I've been doing the work and the Dragon Quest in the time because that's totally what this show's about. Um, a little more, <laughs> a little more through Dragon Quest Seven now, and let me tell you, um, still enjoying that. I got what was I forget? I got through Faraday and I finished all that. So eleven uh, Faraday. That 20. sounds that sounds familiar. Uh, that's um, the robot. Ah, uh, yes. The robot, and then... The robot one dragged a little bit, but that story is good. Yeah, and then you get really sad, because the first thing I got went to as soon as I uh, came back. That house in time. the present? Yeah. Yeah? Because <laughs> that house has killed me. I was like, oh, oh, no. That's Dragon Quest. Haha, <laughs> happy fun time adventures. Makes me th- feel like a kid. And then crushing existential dread must must get master soup for revival um uh, uh, your skull and bones literally a pile of skull and bones uh man that bed's gotta be like moldy as shit yeah (laughs) it's like it's like a bad candy wrapper Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah and then also uh uh, speak, speaking uh, stuff, remember, um, congratulations to me, because I finished watching Ava and End of Ava and seen that sparked a lot of conversation in the last couple days or so. so. Yeah, yeah. I, I still need to finish Ava, but I will always talk about End of Ava because I'm a freak like that. A- End of Ava, I like that movie. Uh, I actually like the TV show ending a bit more, but it has a weird... I think you're supposed to. Yeah, um, there's a weird <laughs> complimentary aspect to both of those endings. I, uh, I don't want to talk about it too much for fear of, like, spoiling it for someone who might be watching it now with the Netflix release. But, like, I feel like it End of Ava kind of works on that, like, uh, Yoko Taro logic. Yeah. Where it's like, you, you got your... Not happy ending, but you got the happiest ending you're gonna get. And if you dwell here any longer, you're just going to have existential angst and dread. It's like if you want you want a happier ending. No, no, not happening. I gave you this this this. How Eva and how end Eva ends and just like goes to me. It's like okay, I know. Like let's see. I I don't think, and I I think like it's a common thing to be like oh yeah, Anna just self sabotaged 
uh, the franchise with that movie. But like, I I honestly think it. I I genuinely think there's a heartfelt message in end. Yeah, I am. I'm there um, with you because honestly, mm-hmm. the only time in that movie I felt where Ano just put out both his middle fingers was that credits in the middle of the movie for the first part. Yeah. And yeah. I was all like, there are probably people in the theater in Japan who walked out during this and didn't realize that there was like so much Cause, more left. Cause it's like it's the it's the whole credits. It doesn't like cut into it or anything. No. Like that's Um I I love that last line. How how disgusting. How disgusting. Um it's it's such a good line. Did you hear? Uh, because there's like a myriad of ways to interpret it, and maybe one or two of them are good. <laughs> I heard. I heard the story about how uh, Anna was able to get that out of the voice actor. He's like, yeah. so just imagine if some dude while you're in a coma did stuff and said, "I'm so fucked up." Um, how would you how react would you to react? that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't, there's, like, no guarantee that's, like, what she's actually, Asuka, the character, is actually thinking at the end. Yeah. But it's, uh, okay, last thing I'll say before we move on to the anime uh, complimentary movie that we're actually talking about today. Um, I think, I really like End of Ava, because if the finale of Evangelion is about, you know, learning to allow yourself to be happy and realize that you are worth your happiness um end of ava is about learning that like you know you are going to have anxiety when dealing with other people and yes you are not like you can be the only thing in your world but if you are like you are you have to learn to coexist to exist Mm. and i think that is that's like if nothing else, because like I haven't seen the whole movie in a while. I just I love watching that third act. Tumbling down, tumbling down, letting me down. It's so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think if nothing else, um, that movie jumped super high up in my ranks. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like with that realization, because I, I I used to be lukewarm to it, but the more I think about it. And let me tell you something, Coop. Ever since the Netflix re-release, I have not been able to stop thinking about NGE. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I really dig End of Ava. Uh, but anyway, that's not the movie we're talking about today. I, I do have... What are we talking about We today? are talking about Dear Remember Love. I have one last detour okay. before we get there. It's my first note. Right. I just added this. So, we got some... Hey, this is Matt Cross related, actually. Um, some pretty shitty news out of Anime Expo this year. Um, oh, yeah. So, so uh, um, Criminals, I mean Harmony Gold, uh, they have <laughs> renewed the rights, their quote-unquote rights, to Matt Cross, Most Speed, and Southern Cross for the next future. Oh, I... Man, those are two animes that we can't in- like. Those are two great animes that we can't enjoy, and also Southern Cross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry for any Southern oh, Cross no. fans out there. <laughs> There's probably like one. 
And the one guy's like, ah, you're okay. Um, I feel like I feel like Southern Cross is like the Gundam seed of SDF. Okay, I like I like that logic. I like that logic a lot. <laughs> I could be I could be totally off base though. I'm, you know, yell at me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, well, the thing the thing that got me was so they said so T- Tatsunoko. They're known for uh, your Cashern and your Yatterman and your classic. 70s anime also the origin of production ig correct i I totally forgot about that for a hot second um so they did part of the part of the animation work for the original macross show and they sold the rights to harmony gold because somehow even though they don't have full permission to it shows right yeah like they Tatsunoko doesn't actually does not have the permission. They own parts of the animation, but as far as everything else, it's Big West and Studio Nue. Um, That's a nightmare. <laughs> well, I would hate to be Shoji Kawamori because he probably saw saw that and was like, "Fucking Christ!" Because he's been wanting mm. uh, Matt Cross further seasons just to be available Western side, and I'm thinking. I just my here's here's what I want. It's not gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. I want Big West to just have a goddamn legal knife fight with, but <laughs> but but Harmony Gold are literally criminals who have shit tons of real estate money. So who knows if that's even? I just uh, it's a shame because I I really do enjoy even though it's an inferior product. I do enjoy Robotech, and so to know that like this kind of fun, campy, sci-fi adaptation of three animes is has all this red tape around it. Yeah. Makes me really sad. Because, like, I'm interested in checking out parts of Robotech still, but the issue yeah. with that is, I, like... I definitely I'm, think it's worth checking out, but, like, I also get where you're coming from. I'm going to put on the, the hard yar suggestion. <laughs> Don't do anything that involves giving Harmony Gold money. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's if you can if you can find a used box set. Yeah, like I, I still swear by that sound mastering. It is really fucking good. Like I know it's on Netflix, but also I'm like it's on YouTube too. So you're not giving them <laughs> any money. So yeah, fair, fair, yar. So let's let's talk about something much 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 more and less maddening. Yeah, let's talk about that movie. Let's that's talk about never that movie coming overseas ever again. Yeah, never, never. It would never. Well, it came <laughs> at out, least not for the next decade. Yeah. Jesus, it came out. Oh, it's the next thirty years, son. Oh, what? Yeah, that's the. Oh that's no, the it's not going to be We're in Robotech years. hell until yeah. twenty fifty. If if that's seventy years, yeah. my guy. Robotech hell is never gonna end. <laughs> oh no! Unless, like I said, unless there's a big legal dick fight, but I, I don't know if that's gonna happen. So yeah, I would uh, love that to happen, but oh. Anyway, uh, um, um, oh, last thing, yes. just because we were talking about this, um, apparently, Serial Experiments Lane Universal was just like, um. That's public, not like it's public domain, but like, you know, you can do fan works um, of the show and like license and sell it or something like that. They were, yeah. they were being like really like 
offhand about stuff with Serial Experiments Lane, and now I gotta look that up. Because I, I think uh, I read on it. It was it really is cool, and it's... Roughly the next ten years you can do whatever with it, I think is what they set out. Yeah, something like that. Which means it's time to launch your brand new uh, deep dive into it. Exper- uh, ex- serial Experiments D-Lane. Ha, yeah. Ha. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Lane is open source for the next nine years. Here we and go. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, I. That's a good move. I I appreciate that. Man, if only Harmony Gold was that cool. <laughs> uh, if, if they weren't run by actual criminals, I. Yeah. So is is this like a is it a tax evasion operation? We're getting off base. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um. As far as I know, there's some tax evasion. Uh, um, there's, uh, I think, Are, the current owner, the current runner of Harmony Gold, Freak Agama, Gamma, whatever the hell his name is. Um, he uh, he has been uh, tr- he's convicted of money laundering. I think I don't I don't know if it was nec- I know for sure it was in Italy. He was convicted of it. I'm not so sure if he was here in the States. I feel like he might have been, but... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm really excited to see what things come out of this serial experiments lane experiment. Anyway, yes. yes. Uh, but, God, yeah, no. Harmony Gold, blah... Do you remember love? Yes, let's talk about that. Uh, Clash of the Bionoids. No, no, not that either. Um, oh, I okay. So when I was looking for the sh- the movie online, I I came across Clash of the Bionoids, <laughs> and that was fucking magical. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing, obviously. But I haven't like, watched any of it, but um, maybe one day I'll just look take a <laughs> look into it and be like, okay, how bad is this? Who, for people who don't know, apparently there was an English dub of. Mac, uh, SDF Macross do remember love where I guess it was uh, for English classes in Japan um, and so you know it wasn't voiced by like professional voice actors or anything it was just like the movie dubbed in English um, and it is as you would expect on the level of like the me- the cutscenes from the PS1 Mega Man games stop Dr. Wawi yeah yeah <laughs> Iris, Iris, like, you know, that level of, uh... What am I fighting for? Yeah, we're not actors, but we were cast anyway. Yep. Um, level of voice acting. (laughs) Uh, and apparently it was released overseas as Clash of the Bionoids. So that is your Macross trivia for the week. Ooh, boy. So, let's let's talk about the the actual, the actual, the good movie. Mm -hmm. So... Boys. Clash of the Bionoids. Oh yeah, Clash of the yeah. Clash yeah, of the Bionoids. Yeah, it's great. It's a it's a um, Oscar winner. Won fifty million awards. <laughs> I put it on my shelf and I lick it regularly. What? Um, <laughs> so, do you remember Love? It opens finally. We talk about the opening of this movie. Uh, Britai <laughs> and Exodol are hanging out, but they look a little different. Britai's a little bit more big man. Uh, and Exodol has a big, weird, bulby, pulsing head and tentacles, because, of course. And um, they're looking at some strange objects, and they think, oh, is this from a Maltran ship? 
uh, from the ladies ship. No, it's not. Um, it's from the Matt Cross, obviously. Um, but they also mention, hey, some of our men are, they're having a breakdown. I don't know why, but we're getting some weird radio signals from this ship over here. I, ah, and also they have their own language. So, um, all the translations we saw and stuff we watched was translating the subtitle. So subtitles for subtitles, which was a really cool touch. And, uh, they do that like carrying through the rest of the Macross series for the most part. I don't. Yeah. So the last time we'll be hearing Centradi speaking kind of normalish English or, Japanese, if you will, um, speaking until of, we get to uh, Frontier, right? Because there is that one Centradi. I think character. so. Because um, um, they 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 do speak common tongue for the uh, in the future they speak common tongue, but you don't hear the Centradi language. You hear it, but it's 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 a little. It's it's a case by case with each character, I believe. Um, yeah. So. We 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 see these lights in space. It's dark, and guess what comes out of the depths? It's the Macross. It lights on up. We get that big old title sequence. Yo, here's what you came here. Super Dimensional Fortress Macross. Do you remember love? And it comes out. Um, <laughs> it is gorgeous. It still holds up. One of the best animated films ever, just through the very least at a technical standpoint, because damn. Mm. Um, And from there, we go onto the bridge. We see Claudia, Misa, and just a quick establishing shot for them. It's it's gorgeous. And then Roy and Hikaru (laughs) take off. Um, And speaking of gorgeous, we go into uh, Macross City proper. And if, it looks really, it looks packed. Dude. Yeah, and it is sprawling, like it's it's Camarocha. You know what? Yeah, because all that cobblestone and all the lights and the glitz and the glamour, the, the neon signs and the holograms. Yeah. Oh boy, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like it, it very much has that kind of uh, flavor to it. Now I want to play a Yakuza spinoff where you're just running around as Roy in the Macross. Have I never told you about my dream game from the Yakuza team? No, you haven't. Because uh, the director did, like, F-Zero GX, which is, to this day, one of my favorite racing games ever. I really want to see him do a sci-fi Yakuza-esque game where you play as Captain Falcon doing bounties. Okay, I'm and down. And being a superhero... And like you know, helping the children get their Dora Q. Okay, um, I'm I'm down because so I played a little bit of the Fist of the North Star one they did, and mm-hmm. that's really good. So give it to me, shoot it into my veins. Give yeah, it just Nintendo. If you're not gonna make an F Zero racing game, at least let them make an F Zero beat 'em up sandbox game. Because there are people who only think of Captain Falcon as that character from Smash these days. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? Fine. Give me an F-Zero game where I can do a Falcon Punch. Anyway. I want that. So speaking of punches, And make it look like Do You Remember Love? Yes! Which is what this podcast is Let's do it. Was. Let's do it! <laughs> speaking of punches and Do You Remember Love, the, the um, we go to a big old concert. 
Big O Concert Stadium. Min May is doing the cune. She is cuning the cune. She is cuning. Um, <laughs> your boyfriend is a pilot, in fact. Um, and not hers. Not hers. hers. Not the yes, listener. mine. Um, uh, she's doing the concert. She uh, it's going well. She says, "Hey, this is actually my first concert." And she's talking a little bit to the audience, and we get learned that hey, the Macross at this point has been in space for about five months. So we're kind yeah. of meteorizing this, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, uh, do we? I actually want to talk about that a little bit yes. later, but I just want to ask one question uh, right now. I I don't remember. Do we establish if the reason why they left was because of the Zentradi attack? No, not really. Because okay, I don't cool. think so. It's... I have I have a concept, but I'll I'll wait until a little later before I gotcha. talk about it. Don't worry, I have it written down. I won't oh. forget. Yeah, I'm interested to see where you go with that, especially with the earlier reaction to Britai and Exit all talking about the stuff. So, yeah, uh, we, yes. So, uh, the concert keeps on going. Uh, Minmay is very much on that Genki train. It's like, yo, you gotta keep chipper, keep on. We're gonna, we're gonna get home soon. And she starts singing about the Kung Fu Jesus, and thank God there's no crazy incestuous cussing. Shao Pylon. He is so the I Messiah. This, I was watching this with my friends, uh, one of whom has never seen anything Macross related, and one of whom has watched Robotech with me, and also showed me Macross Frontier. So he has a passing familiarity, but like has not seen the original. Um, and I was singing along because I've heard the song so fucking much. <laughs> And I was just like, fuck y'all, it's Shao Pai Long. He's a messiah. <laughs> I have this mental The image. man who came to save the ailing capital, in fact. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I want this YouTube vine in my veins. <laughs> like, I was cuning and cuning. Uh, oh, it was great. I had fun. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> The Messiah. But yeah. <laughs> um, so like like the coming of the second coming of Kung Fu Jesus, people start running when the alarms go bl- blaring because the Macross is going to transform. And uh, we go back to Hikaru and Roy and Fam, um, and also Max and Kagizaki are there, and it's time to shoot some Zentradi boys in space. We're doing some fighting. Hikaru's still in his mid-state from the show where he's like, ah, okay, I'll shoot, but he's a little uneasy at the trigger. Uh, but of course, uh, they say this, uh, our boy Max, he's a genius. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. He's, Except no substitutes. Nope. He, he's, our, he's our gamer. Not, not so much in this, but he's just like, bang, bang, bang. Also, when he kills that one dude, I'm all, I just, I was like, all right. Yeah, we got gore. Yeah, in this this movie. this movie is gory as hell. Like, uh, well, um, I'll mention something a bit later, because um, at least in what the one I watched, most of the gore is as it originally was. There is one specific scene that's notorious that's been censored for years now. Are we and, talking about a specific giant woman? Um, I'm talking about a specific uh, guy's head who gets blown off. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I think I... Okay, maybe maybe this... There are very 
maybe there are a lot of guys who get their heads blown yeah, off. Yeah, uh, so. I'm thinking of a specific well, <laughs> one, but I know I think I know what you're talking about because giant okay. women is giant women is vicious. Is scary, <laughs> scary giant women. Steven Universe want nothing with that. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, but yeah. So they're flying and dogfighting after in space and brutal murder, and uh, yo, they figure out oh those Entrati dudes. Uh, those were actually decoys. Um, the actual ship is heading towards the Macross. And in the conflict, there's a hole in the ship, and some Centrati guys uh, sneak on through. And Hikaru goes up to them, because uh, the, the main bridge of the Macross is totally open to attack. So Hikaru protects them from any attack or anything like that, especially Misa. And then him and Misa start bickering. Is like, well, you should stay on your patrol, you know, Hikaru. He's like, we have guys for this. And he's like, well, I just saved you, so thank you, me. And I'm actually going to go into the Macross right now. It's like, no, you're going to stay in your post. Okay, bye, Felicia. And he... Don't don't change, Hikaru. No. That's a joke. Please fucking grow up. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. It has a payoff. Yeah, so, it does. But good job. There's a, there's another part I did um, look at my notes here, especially him being a punk. He's like, I'm not going to he says something to the effect. I'm not going to take orders from you because you're a woman. <laughs> yeah. Which is also Hikaru. It's 2009. Yeah. Get with the times. Fam. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Um, so, yeah, he is snuck on in goes after him. And then Minmay's running around trying to get to a shelter, and she is almost crushed by the Zentradi guys. Just they're just dropping on into the cityscape, and there's one guy that comes in headfirst, um, mecha wise, and almost crushes Minmay. But she manages to get away. And all those dudes are like, "What the hell is going on? There are men and women together. What is this?" Um, and. Uh, the Macross does do its transformation. And then Minmay and her manager, they get separated. And Hikaru then pops on in. He shoots down the Zentradi dude. And then we have a, a little nice recreation of that classic dive because of the yeah. damage. The gravity's cut out. Um, so Hikaru goes flying in to catch Minmay. However, they fall into the bowels of the Macross from here. Oh, yeah. And the Macross fires off the main gun because... Hell yeah, boy. You have, to. you have to. You just have to. You just got to make the boom boom. It's good. I feel like that's a different connotation, but... Uh, well, um, given some of the characters' thoughts in this movie. I can't movie. believe the Macross shits itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a giant... The arm carriers come flying off, and they combine into a giant toilet. And it oh just kind of sits on it. That's a toilet with a threatening aura. <laughs> That's that's the true main gun. Uh, <laughs> Anywho, yes, they fire the main cannon. They fire the main cannon. The day is saved. Um, and Hikaru and Minmei, they uh, they kind of get their bearings. And Hikaru cannot believe he is stuck with the Lin Minmei. the star. Yeah, so that's that's a very interesting uh, change that they made, where instead of Hikaru knowing Minmei before her stardom and like kind of having to deal with them drifting apart. Uh, Hikaru's just a Minmei fan. 
who yeah. was lucky enough to rescue her and get stranded with her for three days. There you go. I, I like that change. I like Min a lot in this movie. At the very least, at least it means he's more supportive of her career. Yeah. Um... They they do some good stuff with that. I I I love how he's just like, hey, can you autograph my handkerchief? Even though we're like stranded together, and he's like, yeah, sure, no worries. Um, and now they get to Brax's tasks, and he tries to uh, find an exit. He can't. His radio's busted, so uh, they're stranded. But Minmay. She's actually happy to be stranded because he's like, this is a breather. I've needed this for like ever. I hate my life. Um, I'm just too busy. Um, and then the Macross starts leaving because it's currently in the orbit of Titan, which is one of Jupiter's moons, if I remember correctly. And the gravity turns off. Uh, Hikaru accidentally gets an accidental flash from Minmay and, Min- and he's like, yo, just put your hips in this direction so you don't flash me in space because gravity um and they end up floating through the ship they have no lights but her dress lights on up like a candle because she's like well they put some gizmos in my suit so it looks the, all the fancy. term she uses i wrote this down in all caps was fashion light holography <laughs> <laughs> or holography rather i but. i I, I like holography way better. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's how that would be read if it, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I I'm almost like imagining somebody just takes a bunch of light brights and just duct tapes them to themselves. I'm just like I am fashion light holography man. Oh man, the '80s were a wild time, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's it's excess in the bubble and going on a rain on a crazy train. Um, oh boy. <laughs> Um, so, while they're floating, they find a bunch of junk, they find some food, hey, they even find one of those Minmay dolls that's going, coon, 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 or no, it's going Zero Dear Love. Zero G Love. I'm a smart guy. Um, Zero Dear Love, Zero Dear Love. So, looks like we got a Coke product placement in the fucking movie. We do. It just says Coke. It just says generic Coke brand. Generic Um, Coke. It's it's white Not though. Coca Cola. <laughs> uh, I I think that's legally distinct. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe there was a McDonald's sign earlier in the, in yeah. the movie, so it, there there was probably some product. Maybe placement. I would imagine so. I the Coke's going flying. They're space drinking it. So I it's like a re- it's a really fun utilization of the zero G um, animation and two a very good use of the zero G love song as well. Cause, yeah, because like songs are used the, to the best effect in this movie. Um, yeah, this movie's a fucking musical in the way that like the show tried to be. Yeah, because the songs were just kind of like mood pieces in the um, in the show, and here they're just kind of helping with pushing things along. And I'm like, okay, I love this. Yeah, it's 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 a really fun use of you know the really fun songs that they made for the show. Yes. Um, so speaking, speaking, it's fun to some people. We have a fan service shower because, of course, we do. Um, yeah, really hope Minmay's canonically older in this movie. I have the feeling probably isn't. Yeah, I, I. Well, actually, who knows? I was, I was thinking they looked all aged up, but again, who knows? Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but the vibe... they also, they also just changed the models uh, all too. Because, like, 
Hikaru, like the 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 uh, the Valkyrie pilot suit is completely different. It's got like the LED light shoulder pads. It's yeah. I was also thinking of the. We'll get to the civilian flight suit, but it looks more like a normal. But it looks a little more like a bomber suit that actual pilots would be wearing too. Mm-hmm. But it's just the light show, boys. Um, so yeah. So there, during the also during the uh, t- uh, part of the song, Hikaru tries to cuddle him in Maynard's sleep, and that's kind of awkward. Uh, but yeah, you know, don't do that. Yeah, don't consent. Yeah, cons- consent is real. I have a knife here in my yeah, hand. Yeah, shut up, Roy. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll there. get there. We'll get there. Um, so we go back to Britain exit all for a hot second, and they're like, why are men and women together? And, and Exodol's, we've heard this before, he's like, well, there was this legend that says if men and women are together, we're gonna die, so don't mess with them. Um, so, we have a, a group of Centradi guys, there's a Minmay uh, doll just sitting on the in the middle on a table, and they're all around it with shields and guns pointed up, and then they just, they just put Gently touch it, and it starts singing. And I like how, once this goes off, it's shown way more as a psychological break. Um, yeah. Then, oh, they just feel the doki doki now. I, I like it's, that. It is quite literally something they've never been exposed to, and they don't understand the response they're having to it, so they start freaking out. I I love that. It just it feels way i don't know it feels way more thought out than the doki but then again they had a i think the doki makes sense but i think like it's just showing a much more violent reaction to the doki the the doki is strong doki wow (laughs) the technical term doki do you ever do you ever think about the shit we say (laughs) not really (laughs) because i feel like if i listened back to these episodes i'd be like dylan what are you where are you Okay, anyway, more Mac you, you would just be like, who is this guy I'm talking... Oh, right. Wilson says shit like this, too. Who are That's my friends? <laughs> we go back to the Macross. Roy, Max, and Kakizaki are sitting around. They're still searching for Hikaru. It's been about three days. And then sitting in the same room. Um, Misa and Claudia are hanging out, too. And uh, Visa is very much not sure about Hikar being in the military, uh, especially given his actions and uh, the fact that his words have gone to her. And then she also has a flashback thinking of Ryber uh, the day he left and that she has never seen him again. So we, we can infer now that she knows he's dead. So, um, yeah, we don't uh, need her to discover the body. It's no. just kind of this... Um, or she doesn't discover the body, but yeah. like, she sees the base is decimated in the show. She doesn't need um, to set off a bomb, so... No. Mm. Um, and then we go back again. We do a lot of perspective switching. Uh, Minmei and Hikaru are hanging out, and uh, Minmei is telling Hikaru about how she got started, and she's like, well... I really wanted to do this, and my folks said, no, that's dumb and stupid, so I just ran away. Then to do my thing, and I hope they're all right. So, I also like the impression because we never hear anything about her aunt and uncle or anything like that. That she just like she yeah, just so some she's just 
She's winging it. She's just on her own, and I'm like, I like that. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, like, the guy who looks a lot like Kaifun, is that actually Kaifun, or no, is that just... that's just her manager. That's just her manager who happens to look like Kaifun. Vaguely like Kaifun, and I'm like, manager in SDF, and uh, not in SDF, and uh, do you remember love? Way better than Kaifun. It's true. I mean, that's not a very high bar. It's not a high bar. This guy doesn't have a character, but (laughs) I prefer a non-offensive... I I prefer this guy with no character to that asshole. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Better, better already. Um, So, they're talking about, too, about how long they've been in space. And, uh... The Hikari's like, we'll be back in Earth in about a month. And like, she's like, I wonder, I wonder how it is right now. And she's hoping her folks are okay, you know. Even though she ran away, she doesn't hold any ill will towards them. And uh, he then goes, so, so I, I saw this show you were in, this movie, and you had a love scene with your co-star. Um, there's a rumor you're together. Um, are you together that, that that love scene was so real and she's like that was just acting dude and she goes on to uh give an example of her acting and he's hell confused but they end up smacking lips and they as they are doing so they descend um to be discovered by a bunch of press members and the gravity's turning back on and you also have that lovable dupe who's like, Scoopta! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I was thinking about it, but I, <laughs> I'm i glad you brought it up. I just, I was like, that's a good line. I love that. That's a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. And I was like, yeah. okay. So I think that's another difference. Um, when they are rescued in the original show, they don't actually kiss. They're, mm-hmm. they're just kind of role-playing a wedding. Um, but he gets cut off. Yeah. But here, here they, here they see it through or they, it's not a staged wedding in this case, but it's a, uh, you know, it's the Mackin. Yeah. Mackin. Mackin and Smackin. Mackin on the Macross. Big Mac Mackin on the Macross. Two giant sandwiches just kissing. What? What? I, I don't know who I am anymore. Uh, I, yeah, no, dude, you went like to five different dimensions in like the blink of an eye. I I gal I I galaxy brain before I even went tiny brain. <laughs> um all right. So yes. Uh she he's getting chewed out by uh Misa now. Yeah. For disobeying orders. Cuz yo, you're going to get punished if you don't listen to me. But that Minmay, she's important, so whatever. Um PR managers were like, "Hey yo, let it slide." Yeah, she's she's a national treasure. She she is she's the best. After her one concert, she's the Miss Macross. Like just back off, son. Um, and then Roy and the boys show up afterwards, and they start giving him shit. And they're like, "You were together three days alone." And then the, 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 basically the impression is, "Dude, why didn't you bang?" I was like, "Ah, okay." Okay, like that cool. too. Yeah. Cool, because, yeah, no, that's just what happens in three days. Yeah. You if just, you're a monster. If you're just hanging out with a woman alone for three days, you, apparently... What else could possibly happen? Yeah, you, you, that's totally what's happening. You're just banging furiously. Um, furious bang. 
Um, .com. Don't 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 search that. I, I'm sure that it actually exists because the internet. <laughs> um, but speaking of gossip, um, we see our favorite bridge crew, uh, Vanessa, Kim, and Shammy. Uh, they're hanging out. They're doing that classic gossip they always do, and they're talking about Min Maid's love life and the car and all that good stuff. And uh, back at home, speaking of gossip, Min Maid's at home. She's watching a talk show, um, talking about her and Hikaru and everything that's going on. She's like, I'm going to turn this off and chill. Tulu. Um, and then uh, Roy's hanging out with Claudia and Misa. They're at a bar. And Hikaru's coming by to drop off a report. And Roy's like, hey, come over, sit with us. Um, but Hikaru gets awkward because Misa's there. And he's like... It's like, oh, and Misa's like, I can leave. And Roy's like, just come over here and sit. Um, And then some weird stuff about, well, you're a woman, so you got to have feelings. And Roy's all like, be a man, Hikaru. Uh, Tell tell her, tell a woman your feelings, because it's being a man. You know, even if she says no, just press yourself on her. Yeah. Roy is. Um, Yeah. I wish he <laughs> trying was trying to think of a. You want him? You want him to be drinking a pineapple martini right now, right? Uh, I, <laughs> he he might need one. He might. He'll get one later. Definitely. Um, keep that man away from. Keep the old Roy away from pineapples. This yeah. new Roy definitely needs pineapple. Just just put him in a ring of pineapples like garlic. Um, oh, and to go even further, he just makes out with Claudia, hot and heavy in public. Um, yeah, and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's just like, the sound's like, are they going to start doing more stuff? And she's like, yo, we're in public. Knock it off. Um, yeah. And then, in the classic situation of uh, a phone with wheels comes to Hikar with the waiter. And it's like, hey, uh, you got a call from your family. And, he, and he's shocked. Wink, wink. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He's shocked to hear it is, and he runs on off. And he finds Minmay sitting in a park, and it's like, yo, I can see through the sky. She's like, damn it. Okay, let's go. And they go on a date-ass date night all across the Macross. And uh, one of the big scenes and all that, um, they're in this giant holographic clothing room. Okay, so actually, let's let's uh, break down the scene a little bit, because yes. this is where I wanted to talk about there is so much, like, there is a shopping center, a mall, there's a movie theater, and all of this was in the original show, but, like, it is to, like, such a greater extent. There's, like, a mannequin that is robotic and strikes different poses uh, for, like, a fashion lo- uh, clothing store. Um, it just, like, it really feels like, unlike uh, the original Macross, where it the, the city, the Macross city within the ship uh, was them kind of building it because they are refugees and, like, they're, this is they're trying to return to normalcy. It feels like from the ground up that the Macross was supposed to have a city yeah. in, it, in this movie. Uh, kind of like how by the time of Frontier, um, you know, it's just, it's part of this, like, intergalactic travel program. Yeah, because it's... Um... Because the original Macross City was just like, yo, we just took all these buildings and just slapped them in the bay, and it's they're kind of here. Now this is like, hey, somebody put, put down the time to have cobblestone 
and a bunch of elaborate. Like, I'm looking at a seven up sign right now. I remember like, that. Yeah. And they're yeah they're jumping at these different hologram uh, displays that give them different clothing. Um, well, uh, it's just it's it it feels really glitzy. Yes. and it, it kind of. I feel like this whole segment is this fun, like, focus... Because the, the Macross City in the original show felt very um, culture-heavy, but, like, in a mundane way. Yeah. Like, you, it felt like any city you could go to. It felt here, very this normal. Feels like, yeah, here this feels very much like a city of the future, or, like, this idealized, like, here's what pop culture could be like in the future, and... Yeah, I, I just think it's really cool. Can you say vaporwave? It is incredibly vaporwave. <laughs> um, I've definitely seen Minmay used as the header image for many a vaporwave song. There's a there's a vaporwave artist who's literally named Macross eighty two to ninety nine or something like that, mm-hmm. and he his his stuff slaps. Check it out. Um, is that? Okay, now I have to ask. Yes. Uh, is that the one who uh, did that one Sailor Moon uh, song? Yes. Because if I remember correctly, he has a whole album called Sailor Wave. Oh, okay. There's, there was one... Um, I mean, we, we don't have to linger too no. long on this, but I, I remember there was... It was used in a Simpsons meme. <laughs> Uh, and I don't remember, I, that, that might not be him, but I just remember there was one song where, uh, like the image was a gif of like a couple of the sailor senshi standing on a roof. And I can't remember what that song is called for the life of me. Yeah. I just imagine Macross and Vaporwave and Sailor Moon and the Simpsons. And I'm like, okay, this is a weird combination, but I like it. (laughs) Speaking, speaking of, uh, odd combinations. Why they're, I did love this moment. Um, they're going around uh, to walking around, and Hikaru points out a love, love hotel, and Min May just pushes him along. Is like, no, like, you must be out of your mind. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty solid moment. It's it's good. Um, and afterwards, they stop by your local. Uh, Mick and W Nolds um, to get some food, um, but somebody recognizes her, so they run off. Um, and then from here they go to a silent overlook, where it just looks out into the vastness of space, kind of like kind of like a park in a way. Um, and May's like, "Yeah, I'm not crazy about my life right now. It's it's a lot of work, but you know what." The, the rings of Saturn over there, that's gorgeous. So what do they do? Without permission, they hop into a trainer Valkyrie, and they start flying around uh, the rings of Saturn. There's a there's a, um, a Saturn ring rainbow that shows up. It's, it's kind of like, oddly, kind of beachy, but we'll get there. Um, and then we switch over to Bulldoza, who's a big robot man thing now hooked into a ship and he's like, so Brita, you're going to capture some small people. I just want you to capture the small people so we can see what's up. And they also learn that, Hey, the Meltrander inbound 
and we no, we're us and Drati, we no, we're keeping them away. Go away. No. So they we go back to Akari and Minmei, they're flying around, and hey, that Sunset Beach song is playing, and it, it, it works it works so well because it, it looks all sandy and beachy as they're going around the rings. Oh, and Misa and Minmei's manager have caught on to this. And they're in a shuttle, and they're like, okay, get back on the shuttle. We're going to go back to the Macross. Like, come on, dude. I, I told you. But they get attacked. They have no weapons to fight back. But, hey, um, the guys aren't, the Centrati guys really aren't trying to hurt them. So they know something's up. And then Roy, drunk as a goddamn skunk, shows up and starts shooting folks down. He's like, hey, Hikaru, you you were a man. You took her out on this sh- dangerous space flight. So, yeah, I'm proud of you. Uh, what a what a caricature of the original character. Yeah, let's let's take this. Let's take this guy who had his sleazebag moments and make him just worse <laughs> and define him by those moments. Yeah. Instead of giving him some. Cause Roy t- and like Ugh. I get it, cause like the runtime is so short, but like you know there is a warm and compassionate side to Roy that gets lost because he's there as he's Hikaru's mentor in this movie, but he's a mentor insofar as like you just gotta fuck woman Hikaru, pretty much. And in the original series, like you you can you can do that, but uh, be be kind of sensitive about that. You know, or I, I, yeah, I've, I've done stupid stuff, but you know, it's kind of like more of an yeah. older brother. Now he's in this, in this, he's just kind of your creepy uncle. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best way to describe him. Yeah, it's, you it's just, really sad. You just gotta kiss random girls in public. <laughs> Slugger, what are you doing? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Mori Agare. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, again, I was watching this with a couple friends. Uh, the one who'd never seen Macross before was like, yeah, I don't know if the ocean dub, like, sanitized Slugger a lot, because, like, in the English dub, he's, like, got a very charismatic voice, and I feel like it kind of misdirected me from a lot of the skeezy or scummy stuff he does. Ugh. Uh, <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. So, so the Zentradi, they end up being successful at uh, capturing Hikaru, Minmei, Misa, and the manager dude. Roy, too, he gives chase, but he's he's going to get shot down if he does anymore. And we, we've seen this before. Uh, they're all on a test cu- tube. Um, and they're like, why are you so small? We're born this way. Yak to culture. And it's like, well, what about kissing? What's a kiss? And um, Bulldoze like, I'm going to crush Minmei um, if you don't do the kiss. As the manager's like, okay, I'll kiss Minmei. And they freak out, and they end up splitting, put uh, Minmei and the manager on their own and split the rest of the crew off. (laughs) Yes. That's good audio. That's very good audio. It's going to win an award. Um, so the Meltran show on up, 
and they attack. Okay, for a second, yes. I thought you said the MILF tran, and the I, milf tran. I had to double take. <laughs> <laughs> the MILF train, what? Um, no, stop. <laughs> the Meltran showing up, and they're attacking, and uh, the the crew, uh, Hikaru, Roy, and Misa managed to get, get out of there. And Rita is like, okay, you're going to kill all those folks um, before <laughs> the Meltran can get to them. Also, we're taking Minmei to Bulldoza. So, yeah, just kill those folks. We'll take these folks. We don't want the Meltran getting them. So before they can get back into their Valkyries proper, um, they're about to get shot by some giant dudes. And, uh, well, Misa's like, okay, um... We're going to kiss. Misa and Hikaru kiss to cover the escape. Misa's not crazy about it. Slaps them. And then, and then, and then we get, and we get our giant woman. Mila comes in and, uh, she, she just fucks the Zentradi up. Yeah, because she punches the guy in the face, fires the gun, just melts his face off. And I think also, like, stomps on a dude's face as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm actually looking at the footage right now. Uh, yeah, that that's that's that guy's face melting. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, no, she uses another guy as a uh, as a bullet shield. Um. <laughs> me, me <Sorry>. scary. <laughs> yeah, she's like terrifying in this movie. Uh, like this isn't the level of carnage that we ever see in the show. Yeah, no, she fires on one dude. I think the bullets tear him in half. Both halves fall to the ground. And then there's another soldier who falls to the ground, and you're like, "Oh, that's that was pretty violent." And as you as you have that split second to digest that, the next thing that happens is that she lands her mech on the head of one of these guys and just crushes his skull. And wait, I think she actually also kind of grinds her foot in a little bit. I yeah, think she so does. too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> They didn't have to go that hard, but they did. They did. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> M- Milia is more violent against the Zentradi in this movie than she is against the Microns, or the Myclones, in the original show. Yeah. Uh, Cal, the original show, she's like, actually, suit, just to sample it, no, in this, she's like, I'm just going to kill everybody, okay? Okay. Woo! Ugh. Um, uh, speak, speaking of deaths, um, on their way out, Roy's ambushed and he dies fighting off his Zentradi. He basically shoots himself to shoot the dude. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a gone, that's a gone Roy. Um, Hikaru is obviously not happy about this, but they're like, let's go after Minmei. And they just about find Minmei. They uh, punch into the part of the ship she and the manager are stuck in. But the ship folds on out, and Ikaru and Misa are pushed back in the commotion, and they fold to parts unknown. And as they're, they have arrived, Hikaru's beating himself up. He's like, what, what's the point of continuing here? Um, and then Misa's like, okay, you're... You're not going to do your duty. You're not going to cooperate. I'm going to take controls of the ship. And they pretty much... They pretty much almost crashed the plane. But they do find... Hey, that's a familiar looking battleship. Oh shit. It's the Prometheus. 
oh shit, we're on Earth. And, um... Damn it all! Damn it all to hell! (laughs) You bastards, you did it! Uh, The apes have been planeted, um, so it's it's not good. Um, Don't you mean the planet has been aped? Ha! I can't do English. What's English? (laughs) I went through 20 grades of that. Um, But yeah, um, it's not good. And then the Zentradi arrive at the main fleet with Minmei in tow. And Lisa and Hikaru are still looking around. They're looking around the Prometheus. They find bad food. And when they look and open a room, they find... Pretty horrifying sight of just skeletons and bones. There are no it's survivors. Just fallout. Yep. Uh, Todd Howard did it. And... Uh, the bugs won over and everybody was dead. If Todd uh, Howard had his way in 2009, we would be living fallout. Sounds about right. Country home, <laughs> country roads, take me home. The <laughs> only the only functioning game console in the post-apocalypse is simply... <laughs> it's simply a box that you plug into your TV that plays Skyrim. Dova King, Dova King. <laughs> the true protoculture. Uh, yeah, Todd, Todd Howard was the protoculture. When's the Minmay, <laughs> the Minmay cover? Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, we're about halfway through this movie, and we're already an hour into this podcast. Yeah. Oh boy, here we go, here we go, boy. Um, so they uh, back on the sh- uh, ship. They're talking to Minmay, um, protoculture, and well. Uh, Boldo is, he screams this, and everybody's like, what? And uh, he's like, I'm a big old fortress. I have little understanding of culture, but I have, uh, my makers told me to stay away from it, and I've seen it a bit, so, yeah. Also, I have this MacGuffin, this plate, it has some stuff on it, it's proto-culture-y. I, I, I spit this, this out of my tentacle. This is the evidence of proto-culture we have. It's... It is a song. Do you remember it? Because I don't. Uh, I don't. No. I have forgotten. I do remember the 21st day of September, but that's about it. Um, what if that was the climax song? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the movie re-edited with that now, please. Thank you, Internet. <laughs> Just it, the whole movie's re-edited. Uh, to Earth, Wind, and Fire soundtrack. <laughs> Never was a cloud, you say. So, we were back on Earth. It's been a week. Hikaru and Misa have been traveling all over the place. They have found no one. No survivors. They're tired, like my yawns. Um, and... She is pretty much done. She is broken. She will not eat. She will not take care of herself. She even looks like she might be sick. And Hikaru's like, hey, let's wait for the Macross to come on back. And she's like, hey, even if the Macross does come on back, the Centrati could kill us, like, instantly. You see what they did to Earth here, you know. And, and, oh boy. And then she starts talking about how Hikaru is so good in this situation for some odd reason. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's their 
kind of clumsy way of reintegrating uh, Hikaru's backstory. So we actually, anyone who hasn't seen the show understands his relation to Roy. Um, It is kind of out of nowhere, I think. Yeah. For for what it's worth, though, um, it's kind of like an inverse of like the Minmei thing where like, you know, Minmei knows about her, about uh, Hikaru's uh, history as a uh, as a performer pilot and uses that to kind of suggest to him that he should join the military. Misa here uses this knowledge to like basically realize and understand why Hikaru is, you know, he has had a life of like constant loss. Um, and so like maybe he's a bit more prepared for this than she is. Yeah, because with her coming from a military family, although that's not established in this no, film, so not really. Um, uh, it's like you're more prepared for the solitude because you're an orphan, and yeah, uh, okay, um, sure. Yeah, I, I'm like I'm trying to justify it because I, I feel yeah, like it's, it's it is a little an interesting clumsy. reversal, but it, it it is clunky. Yeah, yeah, and it gets her to eat though. So it does get okay. her to, well. That doesn't get her to eat. Uh, or realizing that the 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 towel that uh, Hikaru put on her forehead to try and cool her temperature. Ah, down yes, yes, yes. Was the one autographed by Minmei is what gets her to eat. Correct. He's e- because it's the realization that, like, oh yeah, you are afraid of losing something right now too. I've only been thinking about, you know, my own grievances. Correct. Correct. But woo, I, I, <laughs> she knew the scent on that handkerchief. <laughs> That perfume. That perfume. She could smell it anywhere. Oh um, uh, yeah. So um, I will. I will Thank say. You, Gold. Oh boy. And don't. Uh, <laughs> never again. Never but again. You know I will, what? I will, For that one. <laughs> that one moment. I will say that's a nice reintegration of that moment and remixed in a different way. I, I do that like how positive. they use that. That's a very yeah. positive. Um. So the next day. Two are flying around. They find this ancient pillar that's been shooken loose and raised into the ocean due to all the all the Todd, Todd Howarding, and uh, they find a radio system and it it's busted. However, um, it bursts on to reveal some information about the proto culture and causes a whole city to rise as Misa in montage goes on about. So this caused instead of supervision and centrality. Oh no, it's Centradi and Maltran. They cut down in the middle because the protoculture couldn't control the big giant war people. Mm-hmm. And they used Earth as a way out of the conflict to put a shelter sh- uh, city down. And they, they're planning to use a city that raises out of the water. What's this called? Atlantis, because that's easy. Because um, that's basically what it is. Pretty much. They, yeah. they made the, hitty, the city to um, as an as option to hide from the war. But because of this new conflict, it's rose back up. And they're going around um, town. And, hey, Misa, Misa, Misa finds a MacGuffin. Uh, what? Uh, uh, we kind of, uh, do you remember this MacGuffin? Because it kind of looks like another MacGuffin we've seen already. I don't remember it. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard yeah, to remember. It eludes me, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember it either. Um... And Misa's going to hang out in the house where she found the MacGuffin while Hikaru's going to do some wandering. And then she ends up finding some dishes in a sink, and she sets up a dinner while he's been away. Um, 
and they just kind of play house dinner when he comes on back. And she's it's it's, it's a nice callback to the original show uh, where Min May's like, "Hey, we're gonna die. I, can we just pretend for a second that I'm a pride?" Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know that how also. I feel, but... Mm-hmm. That also, I was thinking about this. It also plays into the whole "be a woman" stuff they've been doing to her this whole movie yeah. too, which is kind yeah. of pro- problematic. I, I, I do kind of. I'm tugging my collar at that. I think if nothing else, it, it is kind of an interesting reversal in that like Misa is kind of the one put into the scenario that Minmay was in the show. Yeah. That being said, dude, we really. Uh, I don't know. I I feel. <sighs> yeah, like it, it's it has not aged well. I can a woman's place is in the kitchen. Yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of that stuff has not aged well in this movie. I remember years ago reading an angry review of some of this movie and somebody saying, "Oh, it's misogynistic," and I'm like, "What?" And I totally forgot about I don't about know the meaning of that word. So it's like, no, I can see some of that pretty clear as day. <laughs> here yeah <laughs> even like of roy it's and some of the shit hikaru says early on very overt here i don't know it's it doesn't play well still but yeah it makes yeah. I, it, it, it makes for a nice moment i guess yeah it's the hard thing is like they have a lot less time to try and establish the relationship between yeah. hikaru and misa that they do in the show, and I think that works to its advantage in some ways. Uh, they don't nearly have as much uh, bitterness between the mm-hmm. two of them for this movie that they did in the original show. And I think that is the one big uh, advantage this movie has over yeah. the original show. They don't fight nearly as mm-hmm. often, so at least from that perspective, it's easier to buy into this relationship. And we'll get into another reason with all the lack of fighting why this movie handles this relationship a bit better. Um, so she is mad, missing everybody. They start comforting each other. They kissed. And we see a scene of them exiting the house the next morning. And she's sipping up her thing and like, okay, they... Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, she's well, sipping up her uh, flight suit back up. I'm like, they banged, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's... Uh, um, I was like, that that must be what happened. Um, okay. I mean, they've been foreshadowing it the entire fucking movie. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, as they're walking back out, let's see that the Mac Cross is back. Um, they both report their... Misa, more in particular, reports their findings to Global from they've been apparently they've been stranded together for a month so that's it's a good bit of time um there are no survivors they have found no one and then claudia's in the room and asks hey was roy manley till the end and i'm like <sighs> can classic claudia just show up and be like girl what, can classic Claudia show up and drink herself into a stupor? Oh, that, is that what you're oh, about no, to Oh, no, I wasn't saying that. I, uh, no, I, I just uh, I feel like classic Claudia would... Well, first of all, I think classic Claudia and classic Roy have a much healthier relationship. Yes, much period. healthier. <laughs> just, just switch out them. Just, uh, no, if you switched out, you'd... Uh, just classic Roy Do you and Claudia. remember classic Claudia? <laughs> I remember classic Claudia. It's way better than this. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, she just doesn't get the screen time. Neither, well, 
Well, honestly, uh, Max, all the secondary characters pretty much get the shaft because yeah. this like, movie is focused on. Yeah. If you're a fan of this show, like, you know, it's like, hey, that character gets, like, specifically with Max. Uh, <laughs> Max gets his little fight scene. Um, Amelia gets her little fight scene. And Roy is sexually harasses Claudia in the middle of a bar. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, hey, this movie's about the triangle. Screw all them. Oh. Yeah. 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 Um, mm. So any anyway anyway um um so Hikaru and Misa end up hanging around town, and then they see a big old Minmay video sign, and Hikaru is reminded of her instantly. It's like oh, Minmay, and but they're both confident that uh, she's still alive. And he feels kind of nostalgic about the whole situation because he's like, even though we've been gone for a month, it feels like we've been gone for a lifetime. Um, <laughs> so, it, oh boy. I, I do like how, in a way, this takes um, them being stranded together when they were captured by the Zentradi in the original series and kind of... There, there's so much good remixing in this movie. That's... that's mm-hmm. uh, it's like it's like a good vaporwave song. It's a good remix. <laughs> Man, I I hope there's a Silver Moon vaporwave. I'll I'll listen to the shit out of that. I feel like there, anyway. I feel like there probably there has is. to be. There has, there has to, to be. be one. Has to be. Um. So we go back. Hey, we see Laplamis for once, and she's this big old computer lady hooked into a ship too, and she tells Amelia, "Okay, you're gonna go attack those ruins." And in response, Ikaru, Max, and Kakizaki are sent out. And Kakizaki just dies right away. Just eats shit immediately. <laughs> He's just like, hey, remember Kakizaki's that Kakizaki's like, hey, yo, we got this, fam. And then, boom. He just Fucking dead. eradicated. I was like, fuck Kakizaki. Yeah, That's it's just movie. like Kakizaki's not allowed to live. Kakizaki's not important. See ya. Like, I just, he, he's like leaning in and like talking shit with Max. And, like, it says something like, maybe it's because you're dating. And then instant death. Just. No longer important. You dead. <laughs> and also, it still has the same horrifying death, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not It's not the most violent death in the movie. But, like, yeah. yeah. You, his his, uh, his uh, visor breaks and you can see a little bit of blood. Uh, yep. Kakizaki is done. Kaki dead. Um. Man, was he, was he shot down by Milia? No, in the original show, he died. No, I, I'm, I'm no, talking this, about. I'm talking about in the movie. I think he was I'm, shot I'm, down by Milia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Max is like, "Hey, yo, you know what? Even though you killed my friend, I think we can still make this work." Yeah, because they end up getting right into it, and he he chases her all up into the Mel- Meltran ship, and they keep on fighting. Um, and also, the Meltran ship also lands a direct hit on the Macross, what's main gun, taking out the Macross's main gun. So, we're not going to see that fire off again. Uh, and then, I guess in this movie, you could say the main gun was a quick shot. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to go. <laughs> oh, boy. Dojinshi? What? Uh, 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 anyway. Um, so... 
<laughs> so out of nowhere, Hikaru hears Minmei. Everybody else does too. And uh, just it's just consonants of Minmei pretty much. And on the Max, it hops out of uh, his Valkyrie on the Meltran ship and sees a giant woman. He's like, beautiful. And she's like, beautiful. Beautiful? And yeah. So giant women. Giant women. Gamer girl bathwater. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just, oh. Max would buy it. Yeah, he probably would, and get poisoning. Ugh. No, he would, he would be that fucker who's like, all right, I'm going to DNA test this to see if it's actual. It's like, I'm going to make a clone with this bathwater. No, no, did you? Uh, I know we're getting off base again. I heard about this. Like, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, there's a guy who actually DNA tested Oh, no. It. Yeah, and was like, there's no gamer girl DNA in this lawsuit. Oh, my God. The internet's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, instead of instead of gamer, oh boy. So, <laughs> so the Centrati show up in their big old ship, the flagship, and the Meltran kind of freak out, so they fold up, and they Baldos re- reveals, yeah, we were using uh, Minmay singing as a weapon for the time being to get them to go. And the Centrati are like, yo, we're here for peace talks, actually. And from there, Global has this big old TV special, and it's a peace tree signing. And Global's like, here's the protoculture. They split us off. And I do like this touch here. We see the blue wind, but they're just all bald randos. They're all bald dudes, yeah. And they're just kind of sitting there. Um, Uh, There is something interesting to me about, like, the Zentradi being dehumanized, or at least, like, appearing more distinct from yeah. humanity, because we no longer share a common ancestor in this movie. Uh, the the protoculture came to Earth and genetically re-engineered the ancestors of humans. At least, I think that's what yes, Lisa says. Yes, I believe so. Um, which has interesting implications that I'm not entirely sure what those implications are. Well, I'll say it's interesting for further series because um, they, the design work going forward is pretty much the on the, do you remember love nose of things? Oh, is it? Okay, um, I wasn't sure. I always thought it leaned more towards the original. Story-wise it does, but... Um, oh, but design-wise. The Macross canon is kind of weird because how Sh- Shoji Kawamori is set up is these events have all happened, um, in that universe, but the shows we're seeing in the movies, um, like the TV show is like a show you'd see on the History Channel, and the movies are like uh, movies you'd Big see in that universe. Poem. Yeah, it's like Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor. Oh, Michael Bay. <laughs> you know, I thought you said that, and I saw that. I saw this animated video uh, after watching Evangelion called Michael Bay's Evangelion. I'll send it to you later. It's stupid as shit. Oh my guitar. Um, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it. Uh, tra- uh, Evangelion: Revenge of the Fallen. You Re- will remember that fucking joke in the first Michael Bay movie when uh, Shia LaBeouf's mom is like, "What were you masturbating?" Oh, <laughs> that's so fucked up. 
Nobody was in comatose in that movie, though, so you know. That's true. Uh, 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 I yeah. feel gross. Yeah. I'm sorry. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, Brie Tall and Exodol. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a callback. Yeah, let me tell you about the end The end of uh, Podcast the end of, Do you remember love? Yeah, we're getting there. Um, we're getting there. Britai and Exodol. This talking. is a long movie, guys. It's a very long movie. Uh, uh, Fred Durst shows up a couple times. Anyway, uh, Britai and Exodol are commenting on the treaty conference. Um, and Minmay comes out on stage to reveal, yo, we're going to turn this MacGuffin that they gave us, um, the Centauri gave us, into a song. And we got these songwriters who are going to get some lyrics together. And then Misa and Hikaru are also brought on stage to celebrate their safe return. And Midnight has straight up tears of joy and runs over to him, gives him a hug. It and is very uncomfortable. Yeah, Misa is... What? And we got that triangle again. I feel like Misa's like relatively understanding. Yeah. Like, even if uncomfortable by the whole situation. Yeah. Because, I mean, I would be too. It's like, yo, uh... <sighs> Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, I understand, uh, okay. <sighs> so afterwards, um, the writers of the song are trying to figure out lyrics, and they're like, I don't know how this works. And then Misa figures out that her MacGuffin has the lyrics to the song, and I thought it was a cool touch. She still has the dishes from the house they were on mm. in the city, just kind of sitting oh, there in the background. Nice uh, so yeah, I like, didn't realize. Okay. It's like, that's like... The- it's like the one little ignoring, thing I noticed. Ignoring the general, like, you know, low-key misogyny of that. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's a nice touch. Like, you brought back a memento. That's cute. I, li- I like that touch. Good touches, except for Roy touches. Those are bad. Um, <laughs> oh they're bad. So uh, Let's see. What is what is the hashtag for that? Uh, destroy Roy? Uh, um, yeah, Destroy Roy... Um, I would say um, pineapple, uh, pineapple, pine, uh, load in the pine, pineapple, destroy Roy. I'm trying to think of a pineapple thing that's not working. <laughs> choke, foker. Choke, choke. Okay. So we want Shinji nah. to choke Roy. Is that what you're saying? Yes. But he ends up being alive at the end? Yes. And How she- disgusting. <laughs> Dude, we suck. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, so this this turned into an end of Eva podcast. Anyway, yes. um, <laughs> um, the the song that may say the lyrics are actually, um, I got like Sarutaku. the German title. Die Kom, uh, Die Kom letting Ward. me down, letting me down. It's na 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 na. Hey, Jude. Yeah, it's it's Hey Jude. It's Hey Jude, basically. Um, <laughs> so we're back in Hikaru's room, and he's about to remove his Minmay poster from the wall when she gets comes in. Uh, Minmay, that is, comes in and gets very huggy right away. Oh, Kom Suse Tod. There we is go. The name of the something like that. You 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 I, sussed German's it out. <laughs> 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 um. 
and Hikari puts some coffee on. He listens to that uh, good letting me down mix. And uh, Misa's deciphering the lyrics still. Um, once we come back, they're getting all huggy and stuff, and the coffee is overflowed, so emotions. And Hikaru is about to set it straight to Minmei when Misa comes in and is like, what the hell is going on here? And she... Misa's like, okay. Uh, t- so... Um, she's like, hey, here are the this might be the song lyrics, what I have right here, the lyrics for that song we're trying to figure out. Um, <laughs> but Misa's still like, ah, I don't know about this. And Minmei ends up running off. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, Hikaru does not run after Minmei. And yeah. he does well, that. It helps. Th- it helps that he doesn't have the same relationship with her Mm-mm. in this movie that he does in the show. No, because uh, in the show, it was a little bit messier in, in this movie. It's like he was a fan of hers and they dated twice yeah. i think and here it's very clear cut too like uh yo i was thinking after this in this moment as well like a car better do that talking thing because you know they kind of did the whole uh banging so oh, at least it was implied they did so um so Hikaru does that talking thing to Misa that they wish they would have done in the whole damn show, and they clear that up right away. And they It's ha- incredible. It is the most incredible part of this movie, I think. It's it's great. Uh, outside of the animation, for obvious reasons. They just they just clear that up right away, and they're like, we're hell in love. And Misa has the happy tears, and I'm like, communication. But now it's time crazy. for... Crazy. It's crazy. But now it's time for the end of the movie, so... Uh, the alert goes off. They scramble the birds. Hikaru isn't heading off, though, because he's running off to Minmei to get her the lyrics for the song. And then the Maltrans show up, and it looks like it's going to be a bloodbath. And then Boldo is like, I was going to use the song to take these down, but we don't have it ready. So I'm just going to kill everybody, including the people on the Macross. Ooh. And... Global's like, okay, we're going to bring everybody out because this truce is off. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Atlantis gets blown up. It's gone. And there's all the fireworks. Um, all the light show that's lasers on lasers on lasers. Honestly, things fall to shit so quickly, it, it didn't fully register to no, me. No. It's just kind of like... I'm just sh- like, oh, wait, we're fighting still? Uh, uh, cool, okay. I guess. Ooh. But sorry, you can continue. I just oh no, to, uh, I just it goes to shit fast. You're right. Uh, and uh, Hikaru's searching all over the place for Minmei, and like you said, hell is breaking loose. Things are burdened. I was going to mention here in this nonsense, um, we we're talking about the gore. There's a, actually a scene of that censored. Um, there's a scene that gets cut off with a guy who's running towards the camera, and his head gets smashed. Um, okay. It gets blurred out, at least in the one I was watching, and that apparently that has been a point of contention in different releases of the movie. Where I'm the, actually going to check my release now to see where that is. Um, what, what scene was that? Um, Does that I, happen before he talks to Minmay? This is before he talks to Minmay, I believe. Okay, um, I'll just let it play while we're talking. So, yeah, or it might be during the song, but I feel like it's in this area somewhere. Okay. Um, but yeah, dude loses his head. Um, and he ends up finding Minmei at the Overlook they were at earlier, 
And he's like, hey, I'm here to give you the lyrics not to confess to her. And I'm like, I'm not going to sing her song because now Min is petty. Um, and while they're, while they're bickering, uh, Baldo's like, uh, I'm going to take out the Meltran. So they just take out the Meltran ship with the main gun. Laplamis is a dead, mad dead. And uh, he's like, I just want you. I don't want the song. I don't care about Jack shit on the Macross. And then he bl- bright slaps her. And um, he's not crazy about doing it. But he's like, hey, uh, we've already lost these people. Your, your song has an effect. It can help. You know, and she snaps off of it and she's like, OK, I'll sing the song. And he hands her the lyrics and that 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 jam starts. We, we get we start the song and we're going and Hikaru heads on out because it is time to do some fighting in his Valkyrie. I'm, I'm going to throw out real quick that, yes, uh, near the start of the song, that is when the guy gets his head okay. uh, removed from his body. Okay, I know it was some point around it is, here. It is in this cut. I do remember reacting to this with my friends. Yeah, because it is <laughs> random and gory. and <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little... I don't want to call it overkill, but... <laughs> I feel like there are some cuts of the movie where that's replaced or just completely cut out, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, or blurred, like the one I was watching. Mm. Um, so the car is doing his fighting. Hey, we see Max and Amelia again. They big. They big. And they're both in their own Queen Rouse this time. So mm. that's... He he gets big instead of small this time. Instead okay. of her getting small. Yeah. yeah. So it's... You raise me up. <laughs> okay, Josh Groban. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the song's going, and... Uh, Britai feels the doki doki and Exodol's like, this is a hella ancient love song. Oh boy. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think Exodol's brain is pulsating either at this or a kiss from earlier. It's, it's okay. it, it was pulsing earlier, if I remember it's, correctly. It's, blech. it's, it's throbbing, it's if you will. I, I don't like it. <laughs> um, Okay, horrific deaths on the Macross is my note. So this is probably more horrific yeah. death, but that guy's head going pop like a watermelon. Um, and Britai radios in the Macross like, okay, we're on your side, and all Zentradi folks are listening to this song. We're going to take out Bulldozer right now because we're taking our culture back. It is too important to let it die. And Hikaru, in a nice touch to earlier, he is in front of the bridge the whole time. Um, just taking point as the Macross is moving on through. And Britai blows a hole into the main ship with their gun, and the Macross busts on through. Um, Hikaru looks back to Misa and salutes her with the Valkyrie, and he goes flying out to Baldo himself and just unloads on him, turning him to a pile of mush. Yeah. And as Baldo is dying, parts of the ship fold themselves out of existence while it's exploding at the same time. And Hikaru's like, mission complete, heads on home, and everybody on the bridge lays back, takes a load off, Shammy conks out, everybody is, everybody's pooped. Um, but notably alive, thanks for yeah. Robotech. 
Thank yeah, oh shit. I just remember that too. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> the dark, that was truly the darkest timeline. <laughs> oh, yes, they are alive. And there's a lot to be work to be done, but keeping the culture was worth it. Um and then we get to an awkward kind of stare between Misa and Minmei. Um, they have a bit of a stare down for a couple seconds, so you don't know what's going on. But it turns into smiles. They're cool. They're cool. And then uh, Claudia asks about, well, so what's up with that song? And it's like, this is just a normal-ass pop song. There's really nothing special about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Minmei's like, one, two, three, four. And we go into the credits. Yeah. The movie ends with her doing uh, her uh, keeping meter, and then we go into the credits like Coop just said. Yep, and it's good. This I, is my brother's favorite song. Uh, it's that good. Plays. Uh, so uh, we didn't mention it. We might watch it at some point because it's a very small thing. Uh, shortly after this, they released a music video compilation called um, Flashback 2012. Oh, okay. I didn't know about this. And the last, uh, most of it is just songs we've heard before with footage we've seen before. But the, they do an extended version of this song in Angel's Paint, I believe it's called. Or if okay. you, you want to speak in the Weeaboo speak, Tenji no Anoku. Not like the thesis. It's it's good. It's it's not cruel. <laughs> um, but they it shows a little more of Min May's backstory um, okay. of when she left her parents' home. And uh, so, so this this is. Do you remember Minmay? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, when she had left home from her parents, and okay. she shows up um, to the Macross, hoping that what was about to take off, hoping to go do stuff, um, and that flash forwards to, and th- here's some elements from SDF that show up. It flash forwards to now, um, relative to the timeline. Minmay is about to take off on the successor ship to the Macross, the Mega Road, and where Misa is the captain, and you have Hikaru in a sweet, slick VF4, and they're about to go get lost in space, never to be heard from again. Yep. Ever. So, so yeah, ever. So, we hear about Max and Amelia again, but let me tell you about their relationship. We'll get there. Um, but that was the dear. It's like a good ris- It's like a good whiskey. It's on the rocks. Yep. Ha ha. I see that. <laughs> but that was the. Do you remember love experience? Um, I feel like yeah. We 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 kind of badmouthed a lot of the character choices and some of the the sped up writing. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, but like because. That's just because we are talking. Um, this movie is still a visual treat that I think totally should be seen. Yes, and it's a shame it's not. You, you, it's a shame you do have to pirate. If I, if there was an English release like in Japan, if they released it with subtitles, I'd buy it. Like no questions asked. Um, yeah. Because it is still to this day one of the most gorgeous films ever made. Um, uh, my friend, uh, one of my friends. Uh, the first time we watched it, he described it as like watching a painting go to war. With that's itself. that's pretty accurate, because um, everybody like, oh, and this movie just celebrated its thirty fifth anniversary, and it's still killing it. 
and mm. friggin' because of good animation, that one Hideo worked on the show. So it's true. Worked he on did. this movie. Um, it's it's it holds up well. The story. There's a lot of great remixing elements from the original show in this, especially the elements relating to when uh, people were captured on the Centrati ship and getting back. It's it's a very nice condension, aside from our lovable side cast getting either uh, really at the at the short at the biggest end of the short stick being uh, minimized to just being like a wink and nod. Or being the shortest end of the stick where you're friggin' Roy, and he has no charm of the original character at all. Uh, so, yeah, like we were saying earlier, this movie focuses primarily on the love triangle. So let's talk about the love triangle. It's done I, well. <laughs> it is. I think it's done well. I, I definitely think it flows better than it does in yes. the original show. I think with that being said, there is, there is something lost uh, definitely. Yeah. Just, just because, like, all the characters have less familiarity with each other, because, like, you know, this movie, due to being a movie, doesn't feel like it takes place over the course of three years. Yeah. It feels like it takes course over, you know, a week, two weeks at Pretty most. much, yeah. Even though they do say months, it's like, no, it's, it doesn't feel like even, that. Even if you tell me that, it doesn't feel like that. Uh-uh. Um... Because it just, the original show has a lot of time to build up, but the issue yeah. with that show near the end, like we were talking about before, is people don't say things to each other, and this movie is kind of a, in a way, a breath of fresh air, especially at the yeah. end there, because Hikaru's just I, like, no, Misa, I, I'm with you, like, I'm just gonna clear this shit up right now, and I'm yeah, like... I, I feel like, yeah, you, you can't watch, like, they, they the show and the movie complement each other. Yes. Um... And I, I feel like they pick up each other's shortcomings. So would, um, would you that, call this the end of Macross? <laughs> well, definitely not. <laughs> but uh, I guess I wanted to talk about Minmei quickly. Yeah. Um, so Ikara is more or less the same, uh, if not a touch more sensitive by the end of the movie yeah. uh, when, when put next to the show. Um. The uh, Misa also is more or less the same. It's just that you get a lot less context for yeah. her uh, lack of self-esteem the, and depression. The most you get is a flashback of Ryber and that's it. And it, it's, it's a wordless, like, it's a soundless flashback that yeah. is very effective for people who know the context of that scene. But for those who don't, they might not uh. quite get that. Um. But, like, you know, she's still the same character, basically, for better and for worse. Um, the only thing that's really changed is that, because there's no Kaifun, she doesn't have, like, any of that baggage. Which I'll take, personally. I'll take, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think it gives her character less to do, unfortunately. Yeah. But, like, it's still Misa Hayase, so yeah. it, it still works, I think. Uh, Minmei is completely different but like not in a bad way it's mm -mm. just like a lot of like core elements of her backstory are different um i don't know how i feel uh about like her looking to hikaru as an escape because in the show 
that is a return to things before things got so crazy. I, yeah, because I see that, but also in this, she, at this point, she's a far enough from her career, especially when we first, she gets trapped with the car at first, um, that you can tell out of the gate she's already burnt out, like not yeah, to the degree. That's true. Um, I guess because in a way, maybe she wants to be with him because it's a lot more simple than the life mm-hmm. she's dealing with at the time. It's it's nothing super complicated. It's kind of light for the most part, despite the fact he's a soldier. Um, yeah. And also taking fucking Kaifun out of that equation helps to just, streamline that too. Yeah. Um, I love to hate Kaifun, but like also not having Kaifun works just as well. Yeah. I'll take <laughs> I'll take personalityless manager dude over Kaifun a day of the week. <laughs> mm. Um I I I liked actually I liked Mime a lot more in this than I do in the series. Really? Yeah. I think I like her more in the series. The only moments I didn't like her in the original series were like but Hikaru, you know that I'm with Kaifun, right? And it's yeah. like, are you though? You never seemed comfortable mm, with no. that. No, I, I don't know. I think I like her more because she just seems. Like I guess it, for me, it just it felt like she had more agency in yeah. the original. Whereas here, it feels like she's in the love triangle, like for more shallow reasons. I get what you're saying. I, I guess too, I like her a bit more in this because she feels a, like. Like they have tuned the Genki Chone to like it's it's okay. We have Cheryl Gnome, but she's more cool than Genki Chone. Um, yeah. But they have tuned it to a way where it feels it feels right. I guess I it fe- okay. Um, she's a lot more of a. F- I'm not. I'm trying not to downplay that development she has in the show, but she feels mm-hmm. a little more fun and a little more. Oddly she enough, rounded. She to be. She's a lot more focused. I, I guess I would say. Okay. There's a lot more focus to her, and whenever she decides she wants to throw it away, it isn't. Uh, I I like I, I I I'm okay with in the show the fact that it kind of was drawn out that she was trying to figure out things again, but yeah. I kind of like that it was that that whole baggage just kind of just went out the door. Um, and I think it helps, too, that we watch the series and watch this because, like you were talking about complimentary pieces, this yeah, kind of takes yeah. those issues uh, and gets rid of them and or, like, alleviates them. So I think this is more of, like, a, a relief for all the non-talking and all the uh, outplaying of stuff in the original show, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I guess I could see that. I, I'm really curious to hear what our, our listeners think about, like, the different versions of these characters, particularly our, our main three main trio. Um, cause like it, it's, it's a little give and take for me, but I, I think overall, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't think there is a overall superior cast mm-hmm. or an overall superior, uh, version of these characters of the main but, uh, three yeah if of the main three if yeah. we're going to our side cast the tv show just bold oh the tv show by and far <laughs> i feel like that's non-negotiable yeah um but 
but yeah, no, as far as like outside of, excuse me, I had to burp. Um, burp. As far as outside the, the, the main cast goes, or a, as far as the, the main trio, sorry, as far as the main trio goes, I really don't know. <laughs> no, they're pretty, uh, pretty equal footing, I would say. Yeah, I think like the weaknesses they have in one are made up for. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking in circles now. No, I get you. I, we'll never see them again. They're gone to the void. Yeah, which is kind of Fuck. a bummer. But I, I do like that. Well, it is it is nice since they did have their story told. We'll see what happens to middle aged couple Max and Miria. So. Mm-hmm. Because, boy, they let me tell you about rock and roll um, demons, demon vampires from outer space and um, and uh, a Minmay fan who was so crazy about Minmay, who wanted to turn the power of song into a literal physical energy that can be used. What is this? (laughs) Is this? (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah, so is I, this that's macross right? seven that's macross seven. <laughs> oh boy so okay so uh actually because macross is now a mystery to me um tell me the chronology or at least what you know off the top of your head so we got macross seven is that next so as far as the chronology goes mm-hmm. There is going to be Macross Plus next. Okay, Macross Plus is first. Yes, Macross Plus. That's that's the one with Shinichiro Watanabe. And yeah, Yoko boy. Kata, right? Yeah, All boy. Right, I'm excited for that because I know nothing about it outside of, you know, the Cowboy Bebop people. Yeah. Yep, there's seven. And then if I want to think after that... Um, uh, plus, seven... And then we hit Frontier. Um, oh, really? I figured there was a lot more in between. There's there. there's Macross Zero, which we'll watch, which is a prequel to all this. But okay, we'll we'll get to that. Is it? Pro- it does it take place during the Unification War? Yeah, but it doesn't go into the Unification War at all. <laughs> Wait, how could what? Uh, we we'll, we'll get there. That's not how the can focus. You take place before what else? What other story is there before the original Macross? Yeah, there's 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 a story about things. What? Stuff. Yeah. Who's? Yeah, we'll find out. Okay, I guess. Now I'm just confused and a little scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's Frontier, um, the Frontier movies, and then Delta. Wait, um, so there were Frontier movies, or were they just, like, compilation movies? So the first uh, Frontier movie is kind of a compilation with new stuff. The okay. second one is kind of like that, too, but the ending is completely... It's a lot. And both of those movies have some compilation elements. All right, um, I'll have to watch they're... my bootleg DVDs now. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there was... Uh, after that, there was um, Macross... Um, FB7, which was basically for more of the cast of Frontier watching Macross 7 because of some weird inter- interdimensional thing. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, like Mystery Science Theater 3K were watching the show? Let's just say somebody leaves VHS tapes with literally Macross 7 at their doorstep. 
what is going on? Yeah. And then uh, there's Delta in the Delta movie, which is also yeah, kind I, of retelling. I, I, I know those, so that that's fine. And, okay. And then there's also Macross 2, um, which is considered non-canon, but... Um, we'll have to dive in anyway. When yeah, did Macross 2 come out? That came out before Plus, so... Okay. That will once once we watch another once once we um once, once you get through the canon. Yeah, once your boy uh does some editing and we got bust some guns, we'll probably talk about Macross 2 before moving on to the rest. So Okay, cool. Is Macross 2 an OVA uh, a yes. TV series? There is a okay. mo- there is a movie version of it that's eh. and there's the TV series which is 6 episodes. It's okay. I remember watching it and falling asleep. So we're okay. we're. I can't wait. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how it goes. So I'm I'm hearing you know that that's a solid two episodes. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that has been the original run of Macross, pretty much. Mm-hmm. We um, have now talking everything we can about Hikaru's and Minmei's and Kunkun's and Pineapples. Yeah. I, I I don't know what's next, so no. I'm excited. We're, I, I haven't seen Macross 2 in a while, but uh, next next time you talk to us in, in the future or hear to us, um, we, 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 we need to uh, get a certain boy in on here to talk about some hard-working guts. Aim for the top. Aim for the top, boys. Okay, let's let's before uh, before we go, I'd leave you to the top. Uh, we're gonna need to tell you about a couple things. So we, you can find all our episodes on Anchor.fm/dude, as in dude. Where's my car, dude? You remember? And uh, we uh, we're also on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Is uh, courtesy of the fine folks over at Anchor. Thank you very much. And also. Give us some reviews. Give us some stars. We'd love to hear from you. And then we're also in various social media zones. We're on Facebook slash Dude You Remember, at Dude You Remember on Twitter. If you want to shoot us an email about how we're wrong about everything and how End of Eva is the greatest animated film ever made, uh, shoot us an email at dyrmcast at gmail.com and tell me about Dragon Quest. I love Dragon Quest. And then also, finally... Uh, a huge thanks um, to, again to Mr. Chris Eakins, um, artist, savant, man, one of the two Chris's behind the game, Risk System. I don't know if savant is. I, I feel like that's a word you have to ch- use carefully. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking more of guitar, guitarists, how they're called savants, but. Um, mm, okay. He's, he's a very talented man. Who worked on this dope game called Risk System? You should check it out. Um, you can find the work and more information about the updates he's doing to the game at Risk System underscore game Risk System ah, English at Risk System underscore game on Twitter. And then that game's out now. Go check it out. And then Dylan, tell me about um, take me backstage and tell me about your unexplored places. So yes, uh, first of all, um, I am a semi regular on the podcast Unexplored Places. Uh, we were an actual play podcast and season two is beginning soon. And that is going to be a, it's not a mecha anime, but uh, it's going to be a science fiction guardians of the galaxy esque romp. 
I am not a regular on the show, however, I will be making appearances and have created my own character. So if you want to check that out, uh, you should go to unexploredcast.libsyn.com, and we are also on Twitter at unexploredcast. Uh, I am also one of the co-hosts of Backstage Gaming, a podcast where we talk about video games, um, interactive media, and we, we talk about how they convey stories. Um, it's funny because right before I did this episode, Coop, I wrapped up uh, this week's episode with Chris. So um, if you want to check us out, you can check us out at bsgpod.com. We have social media. Our Twitter handle is at bsg underscore cast. We are also on Facebook and YouTube. Um, and also we have a Patreon. So, you know, if you like what we talk about, you can support us there. Woo! I love Battlescar Galactica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible. Um, yeah. No, I mean, you're right. We Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, for shit posting moments like that for myself, uh, you can find me at on Twitter at Writer Strike. T- tell me, where, where can people find the Thrilla, the Dilla? Well, you can find the Dilla at the Dilla. <laughs> uh, my Twitter handle is at THA underscore DILA. Woo! Yeah, boy. It's st- All right, we got through that movie, and I was afraid it was going to take longer than this, but, uh, you know, uh, we, we ran, like, about 20 minutes over our normal runtime. That sounds about right. It was, it was isn't too bad. No, it was a big movie. Well, alrighty. Well, thank you for listening to us. You guys have a wonderful week. I've been Coop. I'm Dylan. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. Goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs>